Greetings. This is the YWAM Factor, a podcast about a youth with a mission team in the 1980s. Join us as we relive our adventures and talk about what God did during that time, what we learned, and how those experiences affect our lives now. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe. Now, on to the podcast. Hello, Alan. Welcome. To Hi, the- Jay. <laughs> yes, good to be back together again. And um, and uh, we we finished talking about Madras mm-hmm. or Madurai, as it call as it's called now. now yeah. Um, yeah. Last last week. Yeah. This week we're going to talk about our journey from. Madras, which was the very beginning of our of our SOE outreach, mm-hmm. uh, and the journey from there up to Delhi, and then how we got from Delhi to to Pakistan, which is our destination. Um, yeah, the end of our yeah. Outreach. And we're trying to recall this the best we can. I was I was just telling Alan that a lot of these train rides. I was sick on every train ride in India, so they all kind of blend <laughs> together. <laughs> There's one long barf. Yeah. <laughs> Three days of barfing. <laughs> uh, in those dirty little train bathrooms where you look through the hole in the toilet and you see the, the railroad ties going, going by. Yes. There's no as tank. well as as well as other unmentionable things. <laughs> I remember sitting on at night, sitting waiting for a train somewhere. Um, it was in India. That was during this era. And uh, watching, and I saw it looked like that there was movement on the tracks, and so I went over and looked, and there were just hundreds or dozens, probably dozens of rats running around. <laughs> like, what is that? Yeah. Oh, oh man! And they were this big. Yeah. <laughs> they were like cats. They were as big as a cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do remember. You, know, you don't want to go anywhere in, uh, at at night time on your own, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just rats, rats everywhere. There were yeah. a lot of rats. Even yeah. our, when my family and I lived there, uh, we started in a pretty nice neighborhood. And I remember sitting in the living room once. It was kind of dark. I was I was reading by a lamp, and I saw a movement over in the corner, and it was a rat. And uh, yeah, we couldn't find the traps. For rats there. I could find the live traps, but I couldn't find ones that snapped and killed, you know, right. and, so, yeah. and so I had to catch them live and uh, mm. do away with them myself. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah it's amazing yeah. How, how they multiply, and, and it doesn't seem to matter what kind of area you live in, you know, mm-hmm. there's still rats, mm-hmm. and I, I remember the same thing. I remember we had cats downstairs from us, one place that we lived in, in Pakistan, and yeah. and, um, and we knew that there were rats around because one came up our toilet. <laughs> oh man, really? Oh, yeah. Oh my goodness. So, so I investigated. <laughs> I've never had that happen. Wow. Yeah. So I investigated and went outside, and there's cats. There's cats with kittens downstairs that they'd adopted, and and um, there were the cats sitting on the doorstep, um, watching about six or seven rats come and eat their food out of their bowl. And they weren't doing anything about and they, it. And they were just sitting there watching them. They, they, you know, the, any, any kind of smart cat is not going to attack the rats. They will, they will, <laughs> they, have they take retribution. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, I remember once um, there was a hole. They were doing some construction in our kitchen, and there was a hole in the, in in the floor that they were running pipes down through. And I saw a big fat, you know, three inch cockroach crawl out of there, and thought, "Oh, this cockroach is in there." So I took some spray and I sprayed it down in the hole, and. <laughs> It started coming out. All these huge cockroaches started coming out. It's like, oh, that was a mistake. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, it was something else. Yeah. yeah. We so, we shouldn't keep we shouldn't keep going on the stories about pests because yeah, yeah. we probably each got dozens of them. We, we do. Uh, we should we should move on here. Okay. This is not a story about the vermin in India. It's about other. Things. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So we, we took that, that train up to Delhi and I, you know, I, I was sick. I forget what, I, you know, how, how sick I was, but I know I was. Yeah. And, and we got to Delhi. I remember staying in a big hostel. You remember that? Yeah. That was the YMCA, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was. It was um, one I big room. We I... all stayed in it. Was it. Yeah. Yeah. It was okay. like a bunk bunk kind of thing that's the cheapest way you can get rooms at the ymca and um i remember staying there because that's where i stayed when i went to get my passport like a couple of weeks earlier oh, oh really okay yeah that's the place where they give you breakfast with your okay. with your room rent okay and it's so uh, as wireworkers we love that <laughs> Because <laughs> you go and pig out, pig out on breakfast, and and, um, and you eat japati for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and it's nice. It, I remember it being nice. I don't know if it's still there today. Do you know if the YMCA's uh, hostel is still there today? Um, yeah, it is. But in, actually, I I had meetings in there. But uh, all right, it does it. I, it's not like I walk in and think, oh, this, yeah, this place looks familiar. That's, that's right. No, uh, yeah. it might even be in a different building than it was, but I've had meeting business meetings and stuff at the, in the conference rooms there at the YMCA. Yeah. So, and it so, was then when we arrived, when we arrived there, one of the first things I did, uh, I, I think I said uh, in, in one of our recordings was I went and picked up my watch that I hawked at, yeah. the, mm. at the restaurant. Yeah. So they gave me my watch back. So that was that was a good beginning to our time in Delhi. <laughs> yeah, trying to find that place. I remember looking yes. for it. Yeah, yeah. The um, yeah. the thing that I remember about Delhi is I remember just being uh, completely overwhelmed with India, right? And I, I I think I mentioned before that I lost like twenty five pounds in Madras. Yes, we yes. There. And um. I put my, actually, we went to get on the train to go to Delhi, and I put on my jeans for the first time, and they, I could slide them on without unbuttoning them. And it's like, wow, I must, I've lost some weight. Wow. Yes. And, and then um, the, the uh, just being, being ill, when we got to the, the YMCA, I remember laying on my bunk and feeling like I couldn't sit still, feeling, feeling like there was a, a like, bugs crawling all over me, you know, it was a, a nervous thing, you know, and I, I thought, how am yeah. I, how am I going to sleep tonight? I, I can't, I can't lay still, uh, but that eventually went away. But I think what it showed is just how, how um, traumatic getting used to that kind of lifestyle was for me, coming from where I came from, this little, you know, Midwestern town where I 
you know, pretty much had my needs taken care of all the time, you know, yeah. being in a situation where I didn't trust God so much. Yeah. Hmm. I can't remember if, if I knew that, and like if, if we talked about that stuff mm -hmm. uh, together as a team and how you were feeling, and we probably did, but, but I just don't remember it. You know, we were all young, yeah. so we're all, you're all kind of focused on how you're coping yourself. Yeah. In that time. But I'm sure we supported one another. And of course, there was quite a number of us there. Yeah. Um, yeah. 11 of us, I think. Yeah. Um, 10 or 11, something it's like that. A lot that. of us, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Being quite the spectacle. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And um, I can't remember I, where the girls stayed. Um, I think that they probably stayed at the YMCA because I don't think it's, it's gender exclusive. Well, I think that I remember the, how I remember. I remember I told you, I think I said before, coming from Hong Kong, we all stayed in the same stateroom on the boat coming back. And, and yeah. I, I remember us all staying in the same room in, in the YMCA as well. Boy, man, oh, really? Yeah, that's what I remember. I don't know if I'm mixing things up, but that's right. I remember us all staying in one yeah. room. And it, I remember being relieved that there was a bunk for me. You know, because we slept on the floor in the yeah. uh, Madras base. And yeah. we well, I have a bed. Oh, this is so nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I can't remember. All I remember is, well, you had a better memory of us trying to get, because, of course, we got to Delhi, and we didn't have a means of getting to, to from Delhi to Lahore. Yeah. And um, there was a couple of options I do recall. We did talk about going by road you did over yeah because you could at that time you could go to the Wagga, Wagga border yeah and uh, and get across yeah um but there was also flights yeah and we chose to take a flight yeah yeah because uh, even though it was difficult but yes yeah yeah it was quite difficult from what i remember i remember going, you and I, I remember it was you and me, I don't know why it was just you and me, and, and, and that's how I remember it, it could, could have been different. But No, I think I, you're right, Jay, I okay. think when you, when you said that, that triggered memories in me, and I think the reason why it was only you and me was because um, they didn't want a whole, well, like Wendy, uh, sorry, um, who's our team leader? Betty. <laughs> Betty. <laughs> Betty. <laughs> Goodness, I think Betty Betty um, didn't want us overwhelming them, you know, with so many okay. people okay. trying to, um, yeah. and she knew enough about India to know that that you don't try and you don't try and, and particularly yep. a whole bunch of foreigners trying yeah. to push their way. Yeah. So, um, so I think that's why she just sent the two of us. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. And we had everybody's passports. Yeah, I remember feeling kind of scared that we had everybody's passports. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Particularly me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you knew firsthand what that was like, right? Yeah. What, Probably what, said, Jay, you took the passports. We lost, we lost. Sorry, guys. We lost all of our passports. <laughs> uh, yeah. We, um, and I remember going into the PIA, Pakistan International Airlines office, and I remember being overwhelmed by how busy it was and how crazy it was. And sitting there, I, I remember 
uh, looking over at the counter and there were a lot of people waiting, but there were maybe two people working and maybe three or four just sitting around. And I remember looking at this one guy, he was reading a Hindi paper and he had, he was really oddly shaped. He was really big. He had this really big chest and then his legs were like pencil thin. So he kind of went like that <laughs> and he had a, like an Indian mullet on his hair. His hair was long in the back and, and, uh -huh. and cut short in the front. And it oh, looked you like have he had really clear memories of that. I don't, I, you know, I wrote a story actually on this, on this incident. I, and, uh -huh. and uh, this guy, I thought he looked like Captain America. That's what I thought he looked like. <laughs> and so that, I remember him um, and he, he, I went up to him because nobody was helping us. So I went up to him and I said, excuse me, sir, uh, we need tickets. And he's like, well, he, he chewed me out in his Indian way. He said, you know, you need to wait your turn. He, he said, you're, you're a foreigner, you should know that. You're not like an Indian who just kind of crowds up and does everything. You're a foreigner, you should know you should wait your turn. <laughs> and, I, yeah. and I said, I said, well, you know, we're not quite sure of the system here. And so I, I saw you sitting here. So I came up and it, it should only take you about 15 minutes to get us tickets. And he, he said, it won't take 15 minutes. It will take at least 17 minutes. It was just really bizarre the way he <laughs> talked. And I remember thinking, huh? <laughs> so you're talking two more minutes? What? And, and, um, but then he said, okay, come. And then he did it for us. And, and uh, uh, that, that's what I remember about it. Yeah. Right. And we, we came up and we were, we were sick. We had been sick. And I'm sure we had shower camisas on. The, or Do we have shower camisas? Probably not. But I'm sure we, we I were didn't. all. I okay. didn't. Okay. Yeah, we were still in India, so we wouldn't have those yet. Yeah. And, yeah. Which is the dress the Pakistanis wear, the long shirts and the baggy pants. But I'm yeah. sure we looked really really uh yeah terrible <laughs> oh yeah really skinny with with uh with our our clothes you know that were too baggy for yeah. us <laughs> and wrinkled probably probably yeah. really wrinkled yeah yeah and and so we were sitting there and he we said i have a, maybe 11 tickets i forget how many tickets we needed and he fumbled he there was a computer there must have been a you know, like a green screen computer, you know, just with the green letters and stuff. But he typed something in and he said, uh, there aren't any tickets available for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And we just looked at each other like, oh, we're not gonna be able to get out of here for two weeks. And uh, he said, you could go on the wait list. So you said, he said, well, we'll go on the wait list then. And he looked at us funny, he said, really? So yeah, well, we have to get out of here. So he, um, so he did something on his computer, went in the back, came back with the tickets and our passports and, and said, okay, here's your tickets. You're confirmed on the flight tomorrow. And we're, we're like, he said, just get there early. Wow. <laughs> and so we got there, we got there early and uh, we got on the flight. And I remember. Now, I, I do have, I do have a vague memory okay. of, of, of us not all being on the same flight. Okay. And, and I think in the end, we all ended up on the same flight. But I wonder if perhaps we had confirmed tickets, some confirmed tickets for the flight the next day, and others that yeah. would have had to wait another day or something. Yeah, it's possible. I, it's possible. I, I wonder. Yeah.
But, and, uh, but I think in the end, we did all get on the same, the, the same flight. We didn't have to wait two weeks to get on. We got on pretty, yeah. pretty soon. But I, I do remember when we went to the airport, we, we were going through security and we were passing the, the check-in counter and there were people waiting there who'd been bumped off the flight. And they were quite angry. And I remember thinking, hmm, I'm not going to say anything to them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel sorry for you. But... There, he told us to get there early, didn't he? And we yeah, got there yeah. really early. Yeah. I think we even had to wait for the counter to open. We got there so yeah. early. So well, we arrived at the airport. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't remember I don't much remember... about that. Yeah. No, I don't remember if we had any, any kind of customs issues. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, but I do, re I do recall talking to a customs official mm -hmm. who was very interested in us and really friendly when, when we were going through. And he, um, he said to us, I'm going to our wedding tomorrow night. Would you like to come? <laughs> and uh, or was, I don't know if it was the next night or, or maybe a week later, or I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh -huh. You know, and I said to him, oh, we're staying in Lahore, you know, and he invited us to a wedding. It's kind of like we just entered, the first person that we meet invites us to a wedding. <laughs> um, and um, that became indicative, I think, of our whole experience. Yeah, it but, did. It did. I but, felt um, so good flying into Lahore. When we got there, I just felt like I was home. It's so bizarre that I felt It that is, way. huh? Yeah. Yeah. Never having been there before, I remember yeah. us just, uh, I remember we were like, wow, this place is like paradise. It was, it was so beautiful and Lots green. Lots of trees and green. Yeah. yeah loads yeah. of trees. There's a, there's a, there's a main road in Lahore called Mall Road. Uh -huh. And, um, and that is tree line. Yeah. And uh, you drive up there from the airport. And, and I just remember thinking, yeah. this is just gorgeous. Same, same with me. Yeah, I thought the same yeah. thing. Yeah, and yeah, in in there, we'd been in India where there there were basically no foreign products in India at that time. Yeah. There was no Coca Cola or anything, and no meat. It was just really hard to get meat in India as well, because yeah. particularly know, South India, because yeah, yeah. mostly Hindu and yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the horror that first of all, there was Coke everywhere, and and signs for Coke. There were you know, in India, there were just the ambassador cars with big, uh, how do you describe an ambassador? How would you describe it's it? It's like a, like a huge old Ford. Okay. Yeah. Like a like, 1950s like Ford. Yeah. That's what they all look like. Yeah. All the cars were, 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 were that style with yeah. a few newer models thrown in. There was a Maruti Suzuki at that point. Uh, there were a few of those around, but it was mostly those ambassadors. And then we got to Lahore, and, and there were foreign cars everywhere, and they all differed in style. And there was Coca-Cola signs. And then they were cooking kebabs and meat right out on the street. Oh, yeah. that was just so, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so nice. <laughs> <laughs> we probably all got sicker from eating the street food, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, sh I'm sure we had our, our issues. But it was, yeah. it was... And then the friendliness of the people was, was unsurpassed. I'd never experienced anything like that. They were all, yes. they would invite us. We would walk down in, in, a, in a market. We would walk down the street, and they would invite us into their shops, and they would give us Coke for free. Yes, yes. And, and uh, I was like, 
thinking, what is going on here? What are they trying to do, kidnap us or what? Uh, but <laughs> yeah. they were just friend, friendly people. They were interested in us. Very, very friendly people. And, um, yeah, it, I mean, th there was that friendliness, um, I guess, exposed, for, at least for me, it exposed my, my own um, suspicious nature. Yeah. Because... Because I would always have this thought in my mind as, what do they want? You know, they're, they're going to give me this stuff and then they're going to want money from me or they're going to mm -hmm. try and rob me or mm -hmm. they're, they're going to say something like, okay, we've done this for you, now you've got to do this for me. Yeah. And, and yeah. I was always on edge thinking suspicious thoughts and, and it took quite a while, I remember, for me to, to calm down and think, no, these people are just, yeah. they, they are friendly, they want, to, they want to invite us as foreigners and treat us like friends. We hope you're enjoying the YWAM Factor. If you are, let us know by hitting that subscribe button. It, it took me a while. I remember talking about it. I remember you bringing it up now. Now that you're you're speaking, I remember you bringing it up and saying, "I just don't know what to do with this." I mean, I, I'm being invited in to people's shops and things, and they're giving me food and cold drinks, and uh, I just feel funny. <laughs> what yeah. are they doing this? Why are they doing this? And yeah, and, and I, I felt the same way. They would, and they would refuse to allow me to pay for anything. Right, right, yeah. It was like, uh, no, no, you're a guest in our country. Um, you cannot pay for anything. And I would try, and they would, they would like, flat out refuse. And yeah, they yeah. Would, Of course, I couldn't speak Urdu, and so they would say to them, no, don't take his money, you know. Yeah, and, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a real assault on, yeah. on my Western suspicious nature. Yeah, yeah, and I and we I remember we stayed at I think it was a YWCA in Lahore. Is that am I right? I'm thinking that I I think you are. I I have very vague memories of it, but I do remember it was a Christian okay. uh, organization. Okay, they put us yeah. up, and I remember hearing the call to prayer for the first time. You know, uh, which excited me at the time because I'd heard a lot about it, but I'd not experienced it. And yeah. I mean, it was everywhere, and it was really loud. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. I remember getting yeah, on a you, bus. Usually once. coming coming from four sides, you know, yeah, you have mosques yeah. all around. Yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, getting on a bus once later on. You know, I think it was in Township. I was getting on a bus, and the call to prayer went off at the mosque, and a guy, a guy the guy who was doing it, went, Allah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's quite common. <laughs> yeah. Needed a drink yes. of water there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but yes, some everywhere. It, that was and and I I remember that the place where we stayed was in was right in the middle of the city. Mm -hmm. um, it was in the busy mm -hmm. part of the city. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um we got to walk around and see a mm -hmm. lot of the inner inner city, and um, mm -hmm. I'm sure we would have gone to the old old city and Anarkali Bazaar, and yeah. mm -hmm. probably probably those areas. 
as someone from Australia, you know, whose entire history is only 250 years old. Yeah, that's not much different than ours. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and just thinking this place, people have lived here for thousands of years. Yeah. It, it, it blew my mind. It was, it was like my favorite place in the whole of Lahore was the old city had its own culture and its own language. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, families that have lived there for generation after generation. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, and houses being passed down from generation to generation, like in the old yeah. city and places like that where people just have lived there forever, their families have. Yes, yes. Yeah. Have you ever read the book called Dancing Girls of Lahore? Boy. I haven't. I've read something similar. I think City of Gins. Uh, it's about Delhi. Yeah. It's about Delhi. But no, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't read that. That dancing uh, girl. I recommend it. It's a. It's a great book. It's not in any way Christian, but it. Um, it tells the story. It's an anthropologist has written it who went and lived in the, in the red light district, for want of a better term. Term, in in the old city of Lahore. Um, I okay. forget what it's called. There's something bizarre. Um, but anyway, um, really, okay. really interesting book to see some of the historical element of that area. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the uh, it was the history was just incredible. I'm I've uh, I was coming out of my overwhelm at that point. You know, feeling start well. Lahore just felt so much more at home. I felt so much more yes. at home there. And we're just starting to appreciate a lot of uh, the history there and a lot of what that city had to offer. Um, it was still, it was still, you know, a developing world city. It was, it was still, the, the, I remember the traffic being really bad, but it couldn't, couldn't, yes. couldn't have been anything like it is now, <laughs> but it yes. still was, was bad. And mm. I remember uh, trying to find a place to live then, right? And uh, we stayed at the YWCA, but we wanted a place to live. And mm. we, uh, we tried lots of different places, I think. But we came down to this place in Fasseltown, right? Yes. Which was, I don't know what, was it South? South Lahore? Where was that? Oh, um, I'm not very good with the North, South, East, West thing, but... Yeah. but I think so. It was down near the new campus of the yeah, okay. Punjab University. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, but... um, and uh, that, that was, uh, and it was a brand new area, so it was just mm -hmm. being developed mm -hmm. and only had a few houses and mm -hmm. lots of open spaces. Mm -hmm. um, and so people would just kind of buy plots and build houses as they could afford it. Right. Right. And um, and so our house was, uh, and then and the next door house I I remember were together, and there may have been one on the other side of us as well that was I joined. Think, all the so. all the houses are joined together. Yeah, a good shared wall. They had a common wall. Yes. Yeah. I'd forgotten. And, that. Yeah. Yeah, and and so um, and but in front of our house was this field, like a. Not a not a level field, but a, a field nonetheless that had level spots. Yeah. And no houses, kind yeah. of scattered houses yeah. around about. Yeah. 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 And we and it was about a it was a yeah it was about a ten minute walk I think 
from there to the where we'd catch wagons because yeah. we didn't have transport, so we would catch public transport. Right, we would. Yeah. And the name of that market, oh, you remember the name of that market that we no, lived I behind? Don't. Oh, no. No, I, I'll, I'll remember by our next podcast. Uh, but but yeah, there was a market there. You could get fresh naan there. Yes, uh, I remember. It was a shanty. It was a shanty market. It wasn't yeah. a. It wasn't yeah. a built up right. uh, one. It was like all these these little shops that had been tacked together, and yeah. some that were some that were covered with tin. You know, that was kind of temporary. Right. Um, put up as fast as they could, sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It. It was definitely ramshackle. Uh, yes. And there's a. And then on the other side of it, there was there was there was a, like a mall being built, I remember, but it was still very much in the beginning stages. Lots of concrete, yep. and yes. there was a guy out there who sold kebabs, and right. we'd go over there and eat, eat kebabs for ten rupees or however much it was. Then yeah. Not even that. And yeah. he was really nice. That guy, he was ready to uh-huh. to. to he just, uh, he didn't speak any English, of course, but the kebab guy. But I remember one time going and I'd forgotten my money. And uh, actually, I think I was running out at that point. And uh, I paid for him with coins and he looked at me and he said, no money, no problem. You come. Yeah. <laughs> and really? It's yeah. so common, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a beautiful part of Pakistani culture. It's it really the fact is. that yeah. they just uh, love people and uh, not all, of course, but, but my experience is that the vast majority, uh, they see us as white faces and they, they think guest. Yeah. And, and so we get treated in, in the, the most lovely way. I wonder if that's changed any since 9-11, you know? I wonder... Oh. No, uh, it hasn't. It's still the same. Okay. Okay. Um, There's a lot has changed since 9-11, but that that aspect of Pakistani culture is still very much the same. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It it seems so much more hospitable than than, than India, Pakistan. Uh, Yes. What I remember of Pakistan and what, you know, where I lived in India for so long. You know, the hospitality was... Far more, over, I would say, over the top in some in some aspects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and I do recall um, even during those uh, initial uh, months or or maybe the first year in Pakistan, us returning to India because mm-hmm. we we went backwards and forwards, you know. For yeah, conferences we did. And we did. And I do remember going to India and having the the distinct feeling of. Pakistan being so clean, and oh, yeah. and me too, me and too. then going to India and it's so it, it felt dirty in India. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not only physically but spiritually as well because of the idolatry. And yeah. I do recall really sensing that that whole difference as you yeah. went from one country to the other. Yeah, I remember that too. I remember coming back into India. I think it was a conference in Mumbai or somewhere, or Bombay at that at that time. And, mm. and feeling, wow, this is just really different. And also yes. remember the poverty not being as extreme in, in Lahore as it was in India. 
Yes. And the beggars not being quite as desperate because in Islam you have this almsgiving kind of commandment that you know yes. you you give to poor people and they would they would they yes. would do that. So the yes. the beggars were not desperate desperately trying to get money from you. Whereas in India they were just they would pull on you they would hang on you they would not leave you alone. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Really different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, once when Elizabeth and I were in India, and we we were um, we were only in Delhi for a short time, mm -hmm. um, and on our way through, and uh, this this guy, this young guy, he was maybe still in his teens. He came up to me and he said, "You want to buy sunglasses? You know, Ray Bans. You want to buy Ray Bans?" Ray and he opened his jacket. He opened his jacket, you know, in front of me, and he had all these sunglasses full of his oh, he says, wow. real, he says, real Ray-Bans. And I said, no, they're not real. They're not real Ray-Bans. They can't be, yeah. <laughs> and he said, he said, no, these are the genuine ones. He said, uh, he said, a thousand rupees. For you, a thousand rupees is like a fortune. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, no, I really do not want any sunglasses. I don't need them. And it went on and on. And he kept coming down in his price uh -huh. until in the, in the end he said to me, 30 rupees. <laughs> a thousand down to 30. Yeah. And, um, you know, which is, I don't know what it is in those days, probably only like 20 cents or something. Yeah, I don't and, remember. Um, yeah. That's the way the then they're, they're very insistent. He followed me around for ages, and he was very upset when, in the end, I didn't buy his sunglasses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's beggars in India. In yeah. Pakistan, um, I think you mentioned when we were talking before that there are a lot of children beggars in Pakistan. Yeah, yeah, and um, and. Uh, and a lot of women who are in the full hijab and they'll still be out begging. Yeah. And of course, the hijab hides them, so right. saves it, saves their, you know, their face. Yeah. Um, in in public, and and yeah. so they. But yeah, you're right. It doesn't seem so desperate. The begging yeah. in in yeah. Pakistan. It, it and, and it may just because be because of my state of mind, but but still, it just seemed. It seemed less desperate. They seemed less desperate there. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. And so we, we moved into this place in Castletown, um, Burkett Market. Mm -hmm. No, Burkett Market was the one next to New Garden Town. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, okay. But anyway, um, we moved into this place and we, there were what, seven men and four girls, five girls, and we yes. all moved into the same house. Yeah. Yes. And, and I remember, I, I remember, I mean, uh, that is like a big cultural no-no. Yeah, yeah, um, but, that was huge. But I do recall, and I don't know who possibly um, Betty may, may have met with some mission people, but I, I recall hearing that there were mission people who were very much against us. Yeah. Coming into the country yeah. and very dubious of us. Yeah. Um, and what we were going to do and how we were going to impact our reputation as again for the yeah. Christian population and yeah. and the fact that we all lived in one house together was like it, it probably confirmed all every suspicion yeah. That, yeah. that they had mm -hmm. yeah yeah I don't know why we did that I think we were just kind of desperate to get into a place I think we were limited. we were running out of money I think yeah yeah 
And so we ended up moving in there. The guys lived upstairs, the girls lived downstairs. And it was just yeah. a big cultural no-no and people thought we were a brothel, I'm sure, of, mm. of these immoral foreigners living, living together yeah. with women. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, and mean, it was hard because the only, the only people that we would get visitors were mostly young single guys. I know. I know. Yeah. And, I know. Um, <laughs> Back together. But yeah. <laughs> Of course, it was a very, I mean, I don't remember it being a difficult situation, but it must have been very difficult for Cindy and, and Betty and, yeah. and, and the others that were there as single yeah. women. Yeah. I think it must have been very hard. And I, I even remember, you know, when we just made the decision for the, the, the women to move out into another flat, which eventually happened. Uh, I remember... Uh, we talked a lot about it, and every time we brought up the fact that the girls needed to move out, they would get upset with us. Uh, I think uh, that they didn't feel wanted. They felt like a burden. And mm. uh, I don't know if we treated them that way. I think there were some aspects where I, I remember one time not giving Cindy a ride somewhere because I was afraid how it looked. And, and oh, wow. I kind of re regret that now. Uh, yes. But uh, so I think there probably was an aspect of, at least in my 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 heart or my mind, that uh, they were people to be taken care of, and they added a little extra work for us. You know. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and you know, you've got, you've also got to understand something I learned later, but um, but and wouldn't have understood then. But we were under the spiritual as atmosphere. Yeah. Of Pakistan, yeah. which is very male dominant. Yeah. And so, and so the way that we treated the girls was probably was probably impacted by that spiritual mm -hmm. atmosphere we were mm -hmm. in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, it would be interesting to get their perspective on that and how they actually felt. But but um, that's really true you know the spiritual atmosphere that you you enter into that you live in mm -hmm. impacts you of course as westerners we don't understand we don't understand that actually we are impacted by the culture that we live in right this, yeah. the attitudes and the values and everything it does impact us even as christians yeah. we might think of ourselves as being Mm -hmm. as being these kind of, you know, spiritual people who, who were, were children of the kingdom. But in fact, we are very much shaped by our environment spiritually. Yes, we are. And, and yeah. uh, I, I realized that later on in my, in my ministry. Yeah. Yeah, and I, th I, I realized that too. I think, I think there's, there's so much about our culture that affects the way that we... Uh, way we walk out of faith, you know, in the yes. way that we treat others. And there's values that we have that we think are scriptural, but maybe aren't. Yes, <laughs> yes. that's right. Yeah. Um, you know, doing business in India, you know, my, you know, when my family lived there, I mean, there were just things I needed to start being comfortable with that I would not have been comfortable with in the West, you know, some of the ways they operated. Um, yes. And uh, you just have to 
Uh, I think the, uh, the, the honor and shame aspect of it, um, there's a book called uh, um, Honor and Shame by a guy named Roland Mueller. And yes, he yeah. talks about the three, I think the three different cultural approaches. I think there's three. There's, there's guilt and innocence, which yes. is ours. There's yes. honor and shame, which is Asia. And then there's yes. uh, power and, versus fear and power. Fear. Yeah, fear and power. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a good book. Yeah. yeah. And there's another one that's kind of like built on, builds on that called Ministering and Honor Shame Cultures, which is, which is a brilliant book. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah, um, I can't remember the author's name. I should, but I can't. Uh, we'll tell the yeah, next. Doesn't matter. I remember, I remember one time Vicky coming from the market with with a table or something, and she'd hauled the table from the market all the way by herself <laughs> to the house, and uh, and and, after, and Betty was like, "Why did you do that?" And and what we determined was that she was feeling helpless. And uh, yes. uh, feeling like men had to do everything for her, so she was going to do this yes. doggone it by herself without any help. <laughs> wow! And yeah. that's the kind of reactions uh, people would have. In in yeah, it was really hard for the women. Well, we learned we learned so much from that time of being together as uh, single guys and girls. Mm -hmm. it, it really is the, the worst of situations yeah. um, for any team, you know, to be yeah. completely comprised of single men and women. Yeah. Um, but we truly did learn a lot. And I, I remember that um, when I led the team, uh, two, after being in, in Pakistan for two years, I ended up leading a team of single girls. Uh, I remember <laughs> me, that, yeah. Uh, me as a single guy led a team of single girls. Yeah. And Cindy was a, Cindy was a part of that team. And, um, That's right. And, I forgot and, she was. Uh, yeah. We had learned so much about how single guys should treat single girls mm -hmm. uh, and how we could work together uh, in, that, in that culture. Mm -hmm. That that was only that that enabled me to to lead that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There there is a lot a lot that can be done when you're in a male dominated society um, yeah. to include single women. Yeah, Betty was a very good leader, as far as I. She was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she was. We we enjoyed uh, her her leadership. Uh, she was quite inclusive and and fun. Yeah, she, she was, was a fun, fun. person. And she made yeah. decisions. She wasn't, yeah. she didn't waffle. She made decisions. Yeah. Well, okay, and, well, yeah. see you next week. Okay, God bless. God bless, bye. Thanks for joining us today on the YWAM Factor podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. It really helps us out. See you next time.